What's up, everybody? My name is, hang on, hang on, wait for it. Instagram had to catch up for a second. Hello, everybody. My name is Tyler Dunn, and I am coming to you live with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Now, real quick, let me, um, let me get Instagram caught up. All right, so we're golden. So today we're going to have a great episode. I'm going to bring the energy. I'm feeling great today. Um, this, this whole entire week at work has been fantastic. Um, I'm getting some of my debts paid down, which is fantastic, right? Everyone's happy when they get their debts, uh, get their debts in order and they're, and they're starting to pay stuff down, um, which I already knew I could get down, by the way, but uh, I'm trying to, I'm working extremely hard on like cutting down all, you know, really going conservative on the idea of um, trying to cut down my expenses and really try to try to live on um, every single dollar and then just pay off a lot of debt, right? So that, that's the key. Now we're gonna be talking about a couple uh, different things today. Real quick, um, what, how we're gonna do this, so I'm gonna go over and update you guys on some things that are going on in my life, and then I'm gonna go over two great topics today, which uh, these two topics I, I feel like are very important. So the first topic's gonna be accept yourself, don't wait for others to. The second topic is going to be a new day is a reset button. And uh, in the last one, the, that last one, a new day is a reset button is going to be pretty, pretty fantastic only for the fact that um, I didn't come up with that on my own. Um, I thought about that in the car today, but someone a long time ago told me that. Um, and it's someone uh, that I was, I worked with them and they gave me that topic. I'll go into I'll go into more with that once we get to that topic. But real quick, I'm gonna update you guys on what's going on in my life. That's the whole reason why this show is called Goals and Updates. And um, right now, what's going on is I'm training a little bit more at my job. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I learned too that uh, if you can get your productivity level up to a certain uh, percentage, and you have a good inheritance, which all inheritance means is that you're coming in on work on time, you're working all the hours that are scheduled on your, um, on your calendar that you're scheduled to work. They'll give you $150 extra every single month. Uh, if you hit that inheritance level at like a hundred percent, or I think in the 90, I think it's 95 percentile. Uh, but I always aim for a hundred percent and then they'll give you another $150 a month. If you hit the productivity level, I think if you get it perfect, which is like 120% and above, or like 114% and above, uh, somewhere around that. Now, I was just informed through this one week of training, which I'm wrapping up uh, tomorrow, which I got to go to work at seven in the morning, uh, which I, I, norm I normally go in at nine in the morning. So it's going to be a little rough. I'm going to have to get up um, probably at like six or 5.30 and just double up on coffee. <laughs> I'm just going to have to double up on coffee. I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? Um, but... I, I found that out. So that's definitely going to help me in the long run. So that's going to boost my confidence to try to hit those higher goals and per, uh, productivity levels and inheritance, uh, which my inheritance anyways is always like 100%, 99%. Um, so I'm not worried about the inheritance part. I'm more worried about the productivity level part because uh, you have to push out uh, like six or seven emails an hour and I'm working normally like eight hours a day. So I think that's like 45 emails for the day. Now, um, and you know, I'm still roughly new. There's still sometimes I struggle with something and I'm like, damn, it's going to pull me back a little bit. Um, but I had a conversation with some people at work today and, uh, uh, I can, I'm going to give you two things.
that happened to me at work recently that kind of shocked not the first one didn't shock me the second one completely shocked me so the first thing was i talked to a bunch of people in training that have been in the company for uh the one girl i think has been in the company for one or i think like two years roughly a little bit over two years um and she uh she, she was talking about the productivity level because when we go over emails you can see through the notes what the the previous person and like every single person that's touched that specific job, what they did, if they did it right, if they did it wrong by going through the notes, by going through the procedures, but everything. Right. So when we went through, I'd say maybe, um, eight out of the 10 emails, most of them are wrong. And what happens is if you do it wrong, it almost, you kind of waste the, the customer's time. Uh, because what happens is it goes back and forth between you, the customer, and other departments, right? Because if it goes to the wrong department, they're not going to want to touch it, and they'll push it back to someone else. So what ends up happening is you waste a lot of time for the customer. So let's say uh, someone gets a repair on an AC unit, and they send an email, and they want to get reimbursed. And if you sent it to the right department, they would have got reimbursed within the, the next three weeks, if you did it wrong, it might take now three or four months, right? So you can see the big, the big picture of time. And what happens is, because we went through emails that I did and I messed up, and even though I'm new, it's because of the productivity level. They're, they're pushing so much on productivity level that, uh, and the reason I'm giving you guys this, by the way, is not to throw the company under the bus. The reason I'm telling you guys this is because this has opened my eyes to a call center. As eventually, that's what I'm going to have to build as a call center uh, for done deal investments. It's something I talked to one of my friends, Jimmy, because um, he wants to do a catering company. And it's something uh, that we, we've been talking about doing is uh, a catering company, and then I would help him run it. And I told him, like, you're going to have to get a call. You're going to have to start slowly building a call center because that's all appointments. That's all cold calling. That's all sales. You have to sell people on your company and then booking appointments. So I told um. So the reason that's why I'm telling you guys this, because if you're trying to start a business, you're trying to do something with a call center, th this is a big thing. So we were talking about how people are rushing through to get the numbers because every single time we have a meeting, our manager always says, make sure you're meeting the quota, make sure you're meeting your numbers, make sure you're getting in X, Y, and Z, right? And what happens is when you're pushing to get these numbers, you, you're rushing, you're rushing and you're not handling the emails 110% the proper way because you're trying to meet those quotas or those numbers to either A, get your bonus or B, so the, um, cause that's what the company's telling you to do. So you're trying to meet the company's, uh, you know, what they, what they want, their expectations. So that's what happens is, uh, we, I get, I deal with a lot of complaints because we're constantly pushing customers and we're not focused on the customer focused on meeting numbers. And that's something where um, whenever I get to that stage where I have enough capital where I can hire people and I have enough capital where I can actually rent a office, a big office space and start hiring a bunch of people and, and doing a call center, that's something that I will not do. Now, there's something because you want some type of uh, quota or some type of, um, that's the reason they have it, by the way. They Because they feel like if they don't have a quota, people are going to get really slow and they're not gonna they're not going to meet numbers. But what happens is you have to give and take, right? Because if you give too much to the productivity level and you don't give enough to the customer, the consumer of your product, you're screwing your base, your money base, right? You're screwing the people over that really matter, which is the customer.
because that's the one that's providing you, um, you're providing a service to them or a product to them. And in return, they're giving you money, which then you can go and pay your employees and you can go get better products and services and upgrades for your customers, right? So you're really screwing, if you screw your customer, you're really screwing your, your customer base on top of screwing the people that are trying to help you build that company from that ground up or maintain it to a whole new level. Because the company I work for is like a $500 million company. So they're trying to get to a billion. That's their goal. They're trying to keep moving up in capital so they can keep building and expanding and growing and get, getting better services and getting better benefits for their um, employees, right? So what they're doing is they're really screwing themselves out of customers because they're, 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 hitting, they're trying to hit these numbers and people are rushing through to hit these numbers. Now, they should have something, and I don't have a perfect answer for this one. I haven't, I haven't been there long enough to, get, to give or come up with a um, proper solution or fix to it, which by the way, even if I proposed it to them, I don't think they would take it. But um, this is for my, you know, my mental notes and to pass it on to whoever wants to do a call center or works for a call center or maybe owns something um, and they have to, they're doing um, quotas and stuff like that. You have to have something because then no one will do anything, right? Like your productivity will be very, very low. But at the same time, if you set the, if you set things too, too extreme, you're screwing your customers out. And that's what's happening in this case. They're losing a lot of business because uh, the customer is getting screwed over because people, the employees don't care. They're like, I got to meet my numbers. So they're just getting, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to go fast through it. And then they're, they're skipping steps and they're missing certain items that will give the, a faster process to the customer. Now, the other thing I, I noticed, that was just one thing. This is pretty crazy. This will, um, this is what I've been talking, I think yesterday about, on episode 71, by the way, we're on episode 72, which is pretty awesome. But, um, I get a, uh, there's this one Asian lady that's, uh, directly behind me and she, um, she's kind of, sometimes you don't know what she's talking about. Not because like she doesn't speak English. It's because like sometimes the way she words things or like the way she's trying to talk to you, it, if you're not listening carefully, you'll miss certain um, things in the sentence that she's trying to tell you, and you don't process it 110% uh, correctly. And then you're like, wait, what'd she say? So she was going over, like, like you guys have to see this. Uh, like, one day I sit down, it was, uh, I think it was two days ago. I sit down in my chair, and she goes, hey, and she's talking to me and this other guy, Chris, that I work with, and um, uh, someone else that was right next to us. And she's like, hey, you guys have to see this movie but you're going to need a box of uh, tissues because it's going to make you cry. And I was like, I was like, all right, like what movie is it? And she wouldn't tell us the movie. All right. She wouldn't say the movie. And I'm like, all right, well, what movie is it? And she's like, do you have WhatsApp? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all right, what's your number? And I, I link her my number and she's, and she puts me in this WhatsApp uh, group chat. Right. Uh, most people should know what, um, what the app WhatsApp is. It's just basically like text messaging, but it's, uh, it, I guess it, it's more secure, I guess. Uh, it's a little bit more private than I guess like your physical phone. I'm not really sure like the major benefits of it, but it's just basically like text messaging without really um, like with more secure, like more security, I think. But she sends me this, uh, this movie and this um, image and on the image I read it and it's talking about uh, pro-life right? And this is crazy. Like 
I'm reading this thing and I was talking about pro-life and I'm like, huh? And I, and I'm like, at first I didn't think it was her. Cause like, I don't have her number on my phone. So it comes up as like a random number and I'm going through it and I'm like, Oh man, like that's kind of weird. Like it's pro it's pro-life. And I'm like thinking to myself and I'm like, huh? And I'm like, so then she must be, she then, and then I start thinking to myself, then she's probably either like, she's got to be very religious because if she's pro-life most of the time, like 90% of the people that are on a pro-life level are religious. And, um, uh, I think she does talk about like God a lot. And it was funny cause I came in today and she was talking about God and I'm like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of cool, right? Because I am, uh, by the way, I am pro-life. If you didn't know, like, like I said, I'm very conservative. I am 110% pro-life. I am not for pro-choice. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but I'm just giving you um, the rundown of like how I viewed it kind of. And um, I'm going through it and I'm like, okay. And I wrote her back and because uh, it, because in Broward County, it's not a popular, um, it's not a popular viewpoint or it's not a, it's not a popular idea in Broward County. It's very pro-life in Broward County because it's a very left-wing or very democratic down here. So it was kind of interesting. And especially in the in the work building that we work in, it's very democratic. It's very Democrat. It's very um left-wing. So when she when she sent that to me, I was kind of shocked. And uh it just goes to show you, and this, by the way, this is an Asian lady that's sending me this. All right. It's not a white person. It's not someone where like, if it was a white, uh, white male, like myself that sent it out or a white person, um, everyone would be like, yeah, all right. It makes sense that she would be on a pro, uh, you know, pro life level or a Christian or Catholic or whatever. Right. But what shocked me was, um, out of all the people, cause I know, Every single person in my row, the department I work in, is Democrat. Just the way they talk, uh, you know, just you could just tell. Like they they bash uh, they bash like conservatives and Trump and um, people that went on the right that were left before whatever, right? And so I, I wrote her back because I was the only one in that chat. I don't think anyone joined the chat because everyone thinks she's crazy. And I, at first, I'm gonna be real with you. The first time I met her, I did think she was crazy. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what she's talking about. And, um, and, uh, it just goes to show you, like I told you, it's not, it's, it's in your mind, it's natural to judge someone. Like I told you, it's the first 30 seconds you got your first impression, right? So it's natural in a sense, like within the first, the first 30 minutes to a minute, like I already came to a conclusion because the first time I saw her, like she just seemed like she was out there and whatever. Right. And the funny thing is I, uh, when she sent me that, I said to myself, maybe she's not crazy. Maybe everyone else around her is crazy and they just don't realize it. Right. Maybe everyone around her can't, can't see, um, can't see around it. Right. And it, it was just really weird because when I, um, when I wrote to her, I wrote to her, I was like, uh, you know, I agree with you 110%. Cause like I said, I am, I am pro-life, um, not pro-choice. And it was funny because I wrote back. I was like, I agree with you 110%. And I said, uh, that viewpoint definitely is not, uh, you know, it's not a favorited viewpoint in Broward County. And I, and like, I was like, a, and I was like, LOL or whatever, like, you know, as a joke. And, and, um, and she wrote me back and she goes, I 110% agree with you. Right. So it was kind of funny because right when I, right when I did that, 
right? When I sent her that message, cause I could have easily just said, okay, like I agree with you. Right. And, and, and not said anything else. I could have easily have just said, not said anything kept to myself. Um, but I, I said that right. And right after I said that I've, I've noticed because it's almost like, uh, it, cause me and her only know it, right? No one else in that department knows that me and, uh, me and Polly talked about that. Like me and me and the, and, and that lady, uh, had a, uh, almost like a one-on-one -on -one connection at that point in time. And what I've noticed is she always goes to talk to me now. She doesn't talk to anyone else. And that's what everyone um, talks about. Like, oh, she's always focused on her job and doesn't talk to anyone. She's in her own little bubble over there. And I think, and now it makes 110% sense. Kind of came off weird the way I worded that. But it makes sense that I think now that she doesn't want to um, she's in her own little world focused on her, on, on her ideas or whatever. Cause she knows like the other people that are there are not going to support, uh, her thinking or her, her ideology or like whatever you want to call it. They're not going to support her. So she doesn't really talk to them a lot. She keeps to herself a lot cause she knows the environment that she's in is not going to support, uh, her ideas. They're actually probably going to tear it down. And, um, it was just kind of crazy because it, it hit me all at once at one point because I was like, you know, I'm kind of because I was curious uh, about her, too, because like at first, like I said, I thought she was kind of like a little bit out there. And now that I, I had that one on one with her, in a sense, like a little uh, behind the scenes, um, it makes sense to me why she probably is the way she is. Right. And that's why I try to tell you guys not to judge people like I mistakenly sometimes do it. It's just a human. It's a natural human reaction. but uh, it, it constantly hits me. The stuff that I talk to you guys about weirdly enough always comes back and I, and I see it, right? I always see it. Let me fix this uh, game, but uh, it's kind of annoying me. But um, so that's the point that I'm trying to make to you uh, with this update or that little uh, statement that I just basically said is um, I jumped the gun on that one and I don't always get it right either. Um, it's just a natural instinct to judge or to be like, all right, this person's probably over here. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't judge her by the way, in the sense of like, Oh, like she's a, you know, weird person. I don't want to get to know that person. It was more of like a sense of, um, you couldn't read her or whatever, or you couldn't understand her. And it was kind of one of those things where like, all right, like she's probably like a little bit on the crazy side or whatever. Uh, but the funny thing is it actually turned out that, um, you know, and I, I don't know just because she's pro-life does not mean she's conservative by the way. All right. Because she could agree with a lot of stuff that's on the left and consider herself a Democrat, but she doesn't agree on the on the um, the pro-choice argument. She agrees and aligns more on the pro-choice side, right? So the interesting part about that is, uh, you know, I'm not going to say she's conservative. I don't I don't know she's conservative, but the point is, when I got that What's Up app, and I started talking to her, and it was it was weird. Um, it, it was kind of weird how uh, she kind of just said, like, she sent me the WhatsApp app and she was trying to get everyone to get in the chat. And then I was like, all right, I'll go, you know, I'll see what's up. And then she she goes and and, and sends me a pro-life uh, image. And it's kind of and right now, you know, uh, with a lot of stuff going on right now politically with um, pro-life and pro-choice. And um, like now they have like that three week uh now like it's like basically the baby can come out of the womb and they could basically kill him. Uh, it's kind of, it, it's kind of weird. I think, I think that's the, 
I really think that's the that's a that's the reason a lot of people are uh, going to pro life and not pro choice because the the pro choice area is pushing too too far extreme. But um, that's for a whole nother discussion. But um, that's what I wanted to update you guys on, Meg. I I can't a hundred percent tell you like her political views because I don't know. I you know she could agree on that and then completely ninety five percent agree on other political sides on democratic politics and policies and whatever, right? So I, I'm not going to classify her in that category, right? And that's what I'm trying to show you guys is I got that. It shocked me because I wouldn't have guessed that she was pro-choice um, and, that she ha- and that she would have the courage to, to share that with me. Because that takes courage, guys. It's not, that's not an easy thing to tell people. All right. Pro-choice is one of the biggest debate arguments out of, you know, it's, it's, it's healthcare, gun control, and, uh, or actually it's probably more gun control, um, pro-choice, and then healthcare, if you wanted to put it all in those orders, in, in, in chronological order of like the most extreme debates that have been told about these, uh, like political topics. So pro-choice is definitely like second, I would say, uh, gun control is probably the biggest one that's been argued for centuries and, and whatnot, but um, pro-choice is uh, you know it's not easy to debate pro-choice because it is a it it's it's a really difficult topic. It's not something that's black and white for a second. You have to really dig. You have to really find information. You have to really go back through history. You have to really um, take a, a three sixty perspective on it. You can't look at it one way or the other. Uh, you have to take in all the information. And try to uh, chrono, you know, try to really put it together, and that's how you come to a, a, a logical, reasonable um, conclusion on either if you're pro-life or pro-choice. And um, that's that's it's it, it's one of the diff, it's one of the most difficult subjects or uh, topics to really debate, because um, you know there it. I'm telling you, it's it's not easy. Um, trying to think what else I can update you guys on, but that was just something I wanted to show you guys because last one I was telling you guys about like listening to someone else's viewpoint, uh, not judging, right? Not judging the other person that's in front of you. You have to give them your full attention. Um, you know, I was going down the list in that book and that's basically why that person shared that with me was just because, you know, I, I talked to her as a human being. I don't look at her any different. Um, I just have, I don't know why I just have that energy where like people just share things with me, like random, random stuff, guys. And it's, it, it, it is kind of weird, but at the same time, it's a blessing because if uh, if if you can get someone that doesn't know you at all and maybe has a completely different background, different culture, and they're um, especially in, in today's the today's um, division with politics and everything, and politics play a major role in a lot of things. Like probably like ninety nine percent of whatever's going on in your everyday life is probably politically uh, designed you um it, it takes a lot of courage for people to share things like that and it and it it uh it was kind of crazy so I, I wanted to share that with you guys because like I, I judged for a minute and then i was like oh like um that makes a lot of sense i put all the puzzle you know i put the puzzle piece together or the puzzle pieces together and i was like oh all right it makes a lot of sense now right most people won't understand that by the way uh people at work they'll never know that that'll be a thing between me and polly and uh, no one else will probably even even know that even existed or whatnot, right? They won't even give the time of day to even understand it. Now, 
real quick, we're going to get into, because uh, I think that's everything I have for updating you guys right now. But we're going to get into these two topics. The first one's going to be accept yourself. Don't wait for others to. Now, this one came to me. Um, I, I wrote down this one a long time ago on a, on a notepad when I was at work uh, with Cross Country Home Services, right? Long time ago. And I just never took a picture of my notes because you're not supposed to have your phone out there. So today I just quickly took a picture because I'm like, I'm not going to write this down. I'm going to forget to take it. So I wrote this one down and uh, it came to me because what happened was I think at the time I was going through the breakup with my ex and I had to, the reason that whole thing happened with the breakup and whatever and whatnot is because I really, I truly felt or really truly believed that in order for that relationship to work and it could have, and it could have worked by the way, I 110% know for a fact that uh, it, it could have worked out if the other person in the relationship definitely 110% would have tried to help me find solutions. The problem is uh, what would happen is she wanted me to do uh, things that she thought were right, which didn't align with my beliefs, my understandings. Um, she basically wanted me to quit on myself in order to get to keep the relationship going. And um, I had to really, in order to, to commit to, uh, myself and commit to keep going with uh you know like with opening up like done deal investments in order to keep going with college in order to keep my faith strong in order to try to um uh, dive deep politically in order to um, basically just become a person that i, I truly want to become and to truly help people i would have to give her up because every single time i had a conversation with her she wanted me to quit on myself and my dreams and my goals in order for her to feel better. And, uh, and to be a hundred percent honest with you, I guarantee you like 99% or 95% of people are doing that. They're quitting on themselves and giving up their hopes and dreams and desires and, uh, and their, their desire to have more in life and to be happy in life for the person next to them. And uh, you can't, and if you're going to do that, you'll never be happy. You'll never have enough. You'll never be satisfied. You'll constantly be, you'll constantly be in a level like that. You're trying to meet the person next to you standards and you're never going to be happy or satisfied. So the, the point that I'm trying to make here is you don't, if that's what your relationship is right now, if you're trying to do something 110% for the person that you're in the relationship with and you're never trying to work on yourself, there's every single time I said, you know, I wanted to work on myself. Like I'm like, I understand this isn't for you. I understand this is for me, but this is what I have to do to keep my happiness. Because when, um, in the beginning when I was dating her, uh, I was still kind of in a, in a rocky place. I wasn't 100% like I am now where I'm like extremely confident. I know exactly what I want out of life. I know the direction that I want to go, which, you know, can change. It probably going to change, like most likely going to change, right? Like, cause you're going to go down that path. Little roadblocks are going to present itself or little um, life lessons are going to hit you and you're going to have to try to overcome them and go around the obstacle and keep going down that path right? So your life's going to constantly change, never going to be the same. You can plan out everything, but it's going to change, right? And 
I was trying to tell her that, like I was trying to tell her and, and I was trying to be like, trust me, like I sat down with her seven times, seven or eight times because she kept telling me she wasn't happy. And I'm like, okay, like I am happy. Uh, why are you not happy? And all the stuff she listed, I would say maybe like two things. I told her straight up. I'm like, I can definitely try to work that out. Um, I understand where you're coming from on that point. Right. I'm not going to tell you all this. I'm not going to tell you all the little uh, points, but um, I'm just going to give you the breakdown of kind of what happened. But um, cause that's, that's not, it's not hundred percent all my business. Like I don't want to put the other person's business out there, but um, I, uh, you know, I'd be like, all right, I, I can change these elements. And then there's other elements where I'm like, all right, I can't, I can't change that. Like that's something you would have to change, right? You would have to change these elements in order for this to work because I can't, I can't do that. Like what I'm trying to do right now is not going to be able to do that. And then, uh, and then I would think that, you know, we'd end the conversation. I think the conversation was fine. We're, we're good. Then like, oh, two weeks later, three weeks later, she'd come back and be like, I'm not happy. And I'm like, okay, like, how can we fix this? And then we come up with the same conclusions, the same outcomes. Um, she would complain about the same issues. And then I'd feel like I fixed the ones that I told her I could fix. And then she would still have those other issues. And I'm like, well, that's something you have to work on yourself to fix. I can't fix that. That's something you have to fix. I can't keep giving. Like I can give obviously, but I can't just give everything. Like you're going to have to work with me. Like it takes two to tango. It takes two people in this relationship to make it work. It doesn't take one person to sacrifice everything for the one person. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, I've been in relationships where I've done that and I'm not going to do that to myself. Like flat out. That's what I told her. I said, listen, like I can't do that. I'm not quitting on myself. I've quit on myself in the past and that's what got me down to rock bottom. This is what got me down here. And I'm like, I'm not doing that again to myself. So either you're going to try to help me and, and help us together or it's just not going to work. It, it's, it, it, there's no if, ands, or buts. There's no, you know, second option. There's only one main option we can go down this route. And then, like I said, I went down like seven more times down the same thing. And I was like, all right, this is enough. She's not understanding. Uh, there's no other way I can explain this to her. Um, it's just not going to work out. And that's what happened. Now, um, the point that I'm trying to make out of that is if I didn't accept myself and I needed her, like most people do in a relationship, they need the spouse or the partner in the relationship to feel good about themselves, I would still be trapped in that relationship. All right. I'd still be in that relationship with that girl and I'd be completely depressed. I would, I would not be here probably doing goals and updates, making these episodes probably would be slacking at work. I wouldn't be productive at all in life. Um, and the reason for that is because I'd be now working for her dreams and goals and I would not be working on myself. She would be diluting me and I would not be progressing forward in my life. Um, and to some people that might sound, uh, you know, awful or whatever, but that's, that's the cold hearted truth. There's no sugar coating that there's nothing to go around that. I, and you're going to have to do that in life. You might have friends that you want to keep around and, uh, they keep, they keep betraying you and they keep backstabbing you and they keep, uh, putting in the negative energy 
and you're wasting so much time and energy on them and you're like, but I just don't want to let him go. Like I, I care about him too much. The best advice I can give you is let those people go. Because no matter how hard you try to change those people and the relationship and a, um, you know, a friendship, it, it's not going to work if that other person does not want to commit their time and energy um, to changing themselves. That's why I always come back to the topic or the saying, it's like a drug addict uh, or an alcoholic. You can't change that person um, unless they can see it and they want to physically change themselves. It, I've tried it hundreds and thousands of times. The reason I helped um, Ashma get through her stuff is because she literally wanted to change, right? The reason I got and changed myself was because I was so fed up at being at rock bottom and giving everything to everyone else and not trying to work on myself that I said, screw this. And I had so much pain built up that I said, I'm going to go down a different route. I, this isn't working. I'm going to go down a different route. I'm going to try to train something in a different area or try something new, right? So you're going to have to you're going to have to somehow get rid of those, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that and say, keep the person around and whatever, because it never works. It just doesn't work. Uh, it's a full, there's a saying from Les Brown, it's a full-time job maintaining yourself. There's no more time left to give to someone else to go and completely change them. Right. Um, what's up, uh, CC beats. But, uh, that's the point I'm trying to make to you is, is you can't change people that don't want to, they don't want to change themselves. And that's why I had to end that relationship. Um, and by the way, I'm like, I did everything. The funniest thing is I actually, uh, I tried to do everything to stay friends, to keep that going. And, it, and, and she was just like, you know, screw you. I, I hate you, which is going to happen. I had this conversation at work too, by the way, um, with a couple people with like marriage and stuff like that. And, um, it's going to happen. Like there's no, like it has, like you can't change, um, like an outcome with people, right? You can't really like, if the other person isn't with it, it, you know, it's going to, it's probably going to go, it's going to probably go South real quick. Um, I, like I said, I try to do everything to help her out. I'm like, I'll be here if you need me, like whatever you need, we'll work it out together. Um, and then, uh, it just, it went south and I don't, I don't talk to her anymore. I, I talked to her like recently and it still went south because uh, I was talking, something happened where I needed to reach out to her and tell her something. And uh, the conversation was good for like two minutes. It was pretty positive. And then all of a sudden, like she turned it 180 and it went completely south again. So I'm like, all right, it's just not, it, you know, it's just not worth, uh, you know, unfortunately it's not worth me reaching out to her. She would have to reach out to me if she ever wants to, or ever is ready to do that. Right. So, um, so that's that, right. So accept yourself, don't wait for others too, because if you're waiting for everyone else, and that's a big problem with society in, in general is you'll see people doing things to fit in with the crowd. You'll see people doing things to fit, uh, fit in with trends. You'll see people doing things because everyone else wants to do that. And maybe they really don't even want to do it. They just want to, they want to fit in. Everyone wants to fit in right? So they don't accept themselves. They try to make other people accept them for things other people want, right? And that's, uh, and like, if you don't believe me on that, like, just pay attention to like your friends, pay attention to your family, pay attention to certain elements that they all do together. And why do they do that? Right? Um, 
or pay attention to some stranger and be like, all right, why does this person like this? Why does that person do that? And you'll actually see like 90% of the time someone does something because one person recommended it and they just want to fit in with that person and they, and they go and they do it. They, they really probably don't want to do that, right? It was a suggestion by someone else and then they just went along with it. Um, but you have to, and that's, by the way, that's, that's, that's why we have a lot of depression in the United States, by the way, and probably like majority of the, the world. It's because um, people aren't satisfied with themselves and they're constantly doing things other people want. That's where depression comes from, by the way. You're not happy and you're not, you're not happy with yourself. You hate yourself. Why do you hate yourself? Because you're doing things other people want and you don't want those things. So you're not happy with yourself. Because trust me, that's, that's where I was. When I was at rock bottom, I was frustrated with myself. I was pissed off at myself because what happened was I put too much, I put too much trust into one person in a relationship and everything I did was for that one person. I didn't do anything for myself, really. And I did everything for that one person. Because that's what I thought a relationship was, my first relationship. Like, all right, I got to do everything for this person. I got to make sure this person's happy. I got to make sure um, this person's taken care of before myself. So I was putting all the energy into that person. And that person basically screwed me over and said, you know what, screw you. Like, um, I, you know, I'm going to go to arranged marriage. I'm going to do this. And basically said, screw you to me. And I was like, how could this person do this to me, right? How could this person do this to me? I, put, I, I gave this person so much attention, so much time, so much energy, so much money, so much everything. And this person's going to backstab me like that, like I'm nothing to that person, right? That's why I hit rock bottom. I didn't do things for myself. I didn't take time to appreciate myself. I didn't, do, I didn't take time to accept myself. I accepted that person for what they were. And I, and I wanted her to accept me for doing everything for her, right? That, that, that's the biggest flaw in most relationships. You focus too much on the partner and you don't focus enough on yourself. You have to take care of yourself first before you can help other people. If you're, if you're, if you're psychologically messed up and you're depressed and you're on all these pills and you're uh, doing X, Y, and Z, how can you help that partner? How can you help someone else? You can't. Because you're, you're, like, you're going to mess yourself up internally and then you can't help this other person over here. That's what I was trying to explain to her too. She didn't understand that. But that's because of her beliefs. All right. That's why I created goals and updates too, by the way. Because when I was dating that person for a year and a half, um, I, I started seeing all this stuff. And every single time I tried to tell her something, she was like, no, that's wrong. Right. And then she would basically try to like knock you on your ass and tell you all this stuff. Um, back then I was a little bit, I was a little bit harsher because I wasn't, I wasn't going to take shit. That was my problem too. I think I was a little bit too, um, too aggressive to a point. And that's something that I know I definitely kind of probably messed up in that relationship was I was probably a little bit too aggressive. Right. And maybe I should have, I should have, you're not caved, but like I should have stepped back a little bit, just kept telling her something. The problem with her too is like, I don't even think that would have worked with her only for the fact that every single time you said something she didn't agree with, she got completely emotionally out of whack. Um, and that's where I knew too, like, I, I can't be in a relationship like this because I can't even bring up issues. Like, like if, if we, if we really needed money, like let's say I got married to this girl and we had kids or I had money um, issues or something happened to one of our kids and we had to make a split decision in the moment. Like, all right, this person, um, 
let's say we had kids. All right, I'm going to give you some examples of, of why this wasn't going to work. Let's say we had kids, all right? What would happen if, uh, the, if um, our baby's diagnosed with uh, um, some kind of mental illness, like depression, like the, the baby's depressed, right? Uh, we have a, a 14, uh, 18, 18-year-old kid, right? And the kid has depression. She's going to want to put him on drugs. She's going to want to go and do all this stuff. I'm going to be like, you know, screw drugs. The person does not, our kid does not need to be on drugs. We need to get him mentally um, up to speed and get him to understand what depression is. And depression is you're not happy with yourself. What do you want? What don't you want out of life? Now we have to go and focus on your path, right? So we would approach it two completely different point of views and it would get to a point where like we would never come to agreement. We would never come to uh, solutions. It would be me trying to try to figure this out and her basically just doing whatever the hell she wanted to do. Same thing with money, right? If I had a money issue and I had to talk to her about money, the first thing she would be like is, Oh, all you care about is money. When in reality, I'm like, we're just got to, we're trying to solve this credit card issue. We're trying to solve this loan on a, on a mortgage or we're trying to, we're trying to help, you know, I'm trying to help us out on uh money issues basically. And to her, it would be like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, screw that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to eat some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's what she told me one time. I was like, cause she had a massive, massive credit card debt on useless stuff, guys. All right. Now, like I'm talking about stupid stuff, TVs, games, makeup, stuff that depreciates. And that's what I was trying to tell her. I was like, you're buying stuff out of whack that you don't have the money for. Like you're, you're spending so much money on top of your debt on stuff that's not even investing in yourself that's depreciating as soon as you buy it, right? Makeup. Like, like makeup's not making you money. Like now I think it is because I got her, my bad guys on it. Ah, damn. I got my bad guys on Instagram. I accidentally hit the wrong button. Um, now she's doing some makeup stuff and beauty stuff, but before she was just buying stuff, buying stuff, buying stuff. And, and like, I tried to help her get through the, the credit card debt. And I was like, all right, this is what you have to do. You have to cut your spending. And then you have to apply a little bit more money towards your debt at the same time save. So you pay yourself first, then you pay your debts. And then, uh, you know, you try to cut your spending. And I'm like, if that means you have to eat PB&J sandwiches for a couple days out of the week, you do it. Get out of the debt first, then you'll have more money, and then you won't have to sacrifice so much. And she was like, she was like, F that, I'm never going to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And she'd go out and, and go and buy food every single day. Like, go out and go out to eat to Whole Foods and spend $20 on a meal, right? When she could have brought, she could have packed a lunch at home and spent maybe 5 to like $4 on a meal throughout the whole entire week, basically. Like, the whole, like, that 4 or $5 would have lasted her maybe for a week. She just eat leftovers and like try to sacrifice a little bit. Right. And that's what I mean by like, if we ever had a money shortage or something where I was like, Oh man, like we got to do this to, to survive. She wouldn't do it. She told me straight up. She's like, I wouldn't like screw that. I'm never eating pe peanut butter and jelly sandwiches um, for lunch or whatever. Like screw that. And that's the difference. Right. And that's why I automatically knew I'm like, this, this, this person's not that this person is not the one that I want to be dating. Like this person is not, someone that I look at and I'm like, all right, I'm going to marry this person. Cause the whole reason you're dating by the way, guys. And like, I think people forget about this. The whole reason you're dating someone is for marriage. 
right? The whole reason you're giving your, your time, I gave that person about a year and a half, right? I gave the person before that uh, almost like two to a two and a half years, right, of my time. Um, so the point that I'm trying to make to you is we forget that dating is, an, you know, you're basically dating to see if that person is the one later on down the road that you're going to get married to. You're testing the waters, basically. So people get caught up in it, and I think that's the biggest mistake people have. They get too emotional in certain situations. So I completely understand. Like, um, you have to understand, like, I, I stayed with someone that was basically married to someone for a long time. All right? That's pretty messed up. All right? The, and that, you know, that was because I was too emotional in the situation. I got too, too emotional in the situation, and I couldn't get myself out of it. But I was too close to it. Now, um, and I'm not saying don't go and try, because if you don't even try, like, you know, like you're basically, you're going to fail anyways, because you're not even trying. But you have to understand that it, there, there, comes, there comes a point, all right? Um, so you have to accept yourself and not wait for others to accept you, because if you wait for other people to accept you, um, I hate to bring it to you, you'll wait your whole entire life until you're dead in that ground, until you're six feet under. All right, so you got to accept yourself. Once you accept yourself, it's crazy. All right, when I have Ashma on here, she'll talk about that. We'll probably go into way more about accepting yourself and stuff. But um, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about 110% from her because her problem was she didn't accept herself for who she was, and she wasn't, and she couldn't she couldn't build upon herself because she was too worried about what other people were thinking about her. And what like her parents were thinking about her, what her parents wanted, what her friends wanted, what these people wanted, right? So she wasn't focused on herself, and so she got into chrono like I think that's called like chronological or chronologic depression or something like that, where it's like extreme depression. All right, and um, so you have to understand that you got to go against the masses. Like sometimes you have to go against the masses. Doesn't matter what political side you're on. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your race. You're gonna have to go against the odds. You're gonna go. You're gonna. Eh. You're gonna have to go against the odds. You're gonna have to go against the masses, and you're gonna have to maybe go against people that are extremely close to you. That's the only way you're gonna win in life. The only way. Uh, you have to determine who you are, and you have to go for what you want by accepting yourself. All right. Now I'm gonna go into the second topic. Uh, the second one is a new day is a reset button. Now, the reason I didn't come up with this one, by the way, I mean, I thought about it this morning as I drove to work. Um, it just came to me as I was uh, listening to some motivational um, videos in the car. But I remember it like it was yesterday. It was like four years ago when I was working at this tag agency over in uh, Coral Springs. And um, I went into the office one day to go pick up some work. And I don't remember exactly the topic that we were talking about. I think it was something that was like a little bit political. Um, the ladies in there are pretty cool. Um, I don't know 110% what each person, because there's three people I always talk to in that office, right? The owner, very, very cool lady. Uh, shout out to Kelly. Um, then, then there's uh, Tanya, and then there was uh, Charlene, all right? Now, these women were probably like the most incredible women that I've, I've probably had the honor to actually talk to and actually work with. Um, and the craziest part was uh, one day I went in there to go pick up some work and um, I was talking, uh, I, was talk I think all three of them were in there and we were talking about something that was a little bit political. 
Um, and some, uh, something about like, I don't remember. I said something. All right. And I remember the thing I remember is, uh, Charlene goes, Charlene was the one that normally gave me the work that would call me and be like, Hey, like how long until you get back? I have a customer here that's waiting or whatever. And she would be, she goes, um, she's like, Tyler, I don't need to start over. And she goes, every single day I wake up in the morning, that's my reset. And, uh, and I, I thought I went, wow, man, that's really powerful. Right. Because we don't think like that. Now what that means, by the way, for uh, some people that may not understand that is every single day is a new day, right? So every single time you clock out, you punch out that card of life where you close your eyes and you go to sleep for a couple of hours and then you wake up, right? And you're, you're in a new day, a new morning, a fresh start. Everything behind you from those other days go away. You reset your whole entire day. That's your reset button right? Like when you're playing video games and you die in the video game, like I play uh, Red Dead Redemption and I sometimes die. And what happens is you can either start from the next check, you can start from your previous checkpoint that was saved, or you can restart the whole entire mission. All right. What I would tell you is it's, you're not starting at that checkpoint. You're restarting the whole entire mission when you wake up every single morning. You're, it's a restart. That's your restart button. Every single time you wake up in the morning, your whole entire life resets. Now, what I mean by that is you don't carry what happened from the past. You're constantly moving towards the present, which you're constantly aiming towards the future. You never dwell on the past, right? You never dwell on the past. You can't change the past. I've done some incredibly stupid shit in my life. I can't go back there and change it no matter how much I want to go and change it. All I can do is change myself right now in the present moment and then I can try to change and, and change the path and the direction I want to go into my future. All right. Now, when she told me this, I, you know, I, dro I, I was driving because uh, I, I drove from Coral Springs to Coconut Creek to then Sunrise. And then I come back to Coconut Creek, drop the work off. Excuse me. Then I come back to Coral Springs and drop that work off. <laughs> Sorry. And then I'd go, uh, I'd go to work. I'm not work. I'd go home and like do homework. Or I'd go to school. Now, um, as I'm driving, cause like I'm driving, I'm listening to music at the time. I wasn't really listening to motivational uh, videos. Then I was listening to like Mac Miller, uh, you know, like rap music. Um, I wasn't really listening to podcasts back then. It was more music. I was like, you know, I was just jamming. I thought I had the best job in the world. And, um, and when she told me that, you know, I don't need my reset button is waking up in the morning. Every single day I reset my, uh, my life. And I went, damn, that's really powerful. And as I'm in the car driving, um, I just, I started thinking about that. And I was like, yeah, it is, it is kind of, it is weird, right? How you can literally go through a whole day. Like you could have a completely bad day, wake up the next day and it could be a completely new day. You're completely 110% happy, excited for the day and nothing's happened yet, right? It's because you reset the day. You reset that whole complete um, day and the impression of, uh, you know, all that negative stuff behind you. Now, um, I'm going to see if I can give you some examples of that. But the reason I put this down and I thought about it today was because I kind of, I didn't, I don't always have the best weeks, right? Like sometimes I'll, I'll meet someone and someone is really rude or something, or you take a phone call and, uh, you know, someone's really negative 
or maybe you run into um, a friend that's having a bad day and then the negative energy rubs off on you or, you know, tip, you know, sometimes with a family member too, it happens. But what happens is, um, you know, I wake up the next day, like uh, I was having this really bad, this uh, really bad week one day. I woke up the next morning and I killed it. Yeah, you know, I got, I got my productivity level for like work was like, almost, it was in the 100s. The first time ever I ever hit uh, green on productivity levels with the emails. And I thought to myself, you know, it's kind of ironic how the, the day before I was having a really bad day. And now today I'm in the greens. I passed the test. I found out I passed this test that I didn't think I was going to pass. I was going to fail this test in accounting. And I ended up passing the test that with a, a, a 80, a B, which I was like, you know, maybe I'll get a C, but I'm pretty sure I got a D on this test or an F. And I did an 80, right? So, and then I got the teacher to open up the, um, the assignment, which was like overdue for like a week. I got, I talked her into basically negotiating with her to basically open up this, uh, assignment, which I got a hundred on, right? Like with ease, like I just did like two things and got a hundred on it. Um, so the point that I'm trying to tell you is if you're having a really shitty day, you're having a crazy, um, you know, you're just going through something in life where it's so overwhelming just understand you're going to wake up the next day and everything's going to reset your whole, you know, everything will reset. Basically it's a new day. It's a new out, you know, outlook on life. And, um, it, it goes away after a while. Once like nothing stays the same, like, uh, five, six months ago. Um, I think it was like, actually it's probably longer. It was probably like, it doesn't feel like it, which is really weird. Like a year ago, I remember coming on here and I don't know what episode it was, um, but I ended up falling. I did something stupid. I went on top of a dugout. I fell off the dugout trying to come down and completely messed up my arm. All right, it was in a cast. Uh, I, uh, uh, what happened with it? Uh, I, it, I think it was bruised. Is it bruised? Something happened with my elbow where I, uh, I bruised it really bad. And I, I cracked something. Like it wasn't a bone. It was something. I cracked something like a ligament or something. And all the fluid where it lets your elbow bend in the joint, um, it, it was stiff. Like I couldn't move it. It was locked. And it was scary because I, I really thought I, I completely messed my whole elbow up to the point where I'm like, oh, crap, I might have to have surgery. It was, it was pretty intimidating. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but it was stupid on my part. It was something that shouldn't have happened. I just did something really stupid and I had to pay the consequence, right? And what happens is I went to the hospital. I'm like, all right, I got some um, health insurance. I come back and I start getting all these medical bills. I get all these medical bills. I'm getting uh, over $1,000 for the hospital. I'm getting $400 for a doctor. I'm getting, um, I had to go to the orthopedic to go check out my elbow because the hospital can't do any of that stuff, right? Um, they can x-ray it and, and do like certain scans and stuff, but they can't, you need to go to a specialist to make sure that it's exactly what it is, right? And how to fix it. So I go to the specialist, I had to pay for that. Um, and I just keep getting these bills, like just bill after bill after bill every single week, every single month. Um, and I total it up. I total up to like, I think $1,500. And I'm like, I was going through a rough time with money. Cause at the time I was working at the marketing, um, agency with uh, Broward college, like in the marketing department. And I was only making like 12 grand a year, uh, part time. I wasn't full time. Didn't have any benefits on my parents. Um, I didn't make enough money to really be able to like make good payments on that bill. And I was paying other debts down. I was paying down like my college class that I was going through with my last, uh, I think it was accounting. 
I was paying that, um, which was like $257 bill every single month, uh, which was like over a thousand dollars too. Um, I was paying other stuff, credit card bills. I was paying other things, other debts. Right. And I was just like, I, yeah, I was so overwhelmed. I remember getting those bills and I was like, I was like, shit, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh, I had that moment where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's overwhelming. I'm like, damn, yo. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I, and I, am I, you know, and of course my mom freaked out. My mom's like, you know, I don't know how you're going to pay for all this stuff. How are you going to do this? And uh, something snapped in my head and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to quit. I'll get through it. I ended up coming on, I think on one of these episodes and um, on goals and updates. And I was like, I, I explained what was going on. And I said to, I said, I'm, I'm going to get through this. It's, 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 uh, it's a limit. It's a limit. Um, that wasn't the right word I wanted. It's an issue where it's going to pass over time. It's not permanent. I'll get through it. I'll make the money. I'll find a way I'll get through it. I can tell you right now, I'm still paying. Uh, I got, I got the, the doctor paid off. I got everything basically wrapped up. I just have a hospital bill that I'm working on. And, um, within the next like two months, I'll have that paid off completely. So I paid off my class, right? I paid off a lot of debts. I still have some, uh, decent amounts of debts that I'm working on, but the point that I'm trying to make to you is I am halfway to where I want to be with my debt. All right. Um, I got through that stuff that was suffocating me and it's going to open up to pay these other debts down faster. Right. So my point to you is nothing stays the same. A new day will come. You'll reset your, your mood, your, um, your thoughts. Everything will reset. Every day is a new day, right? Baby steps. That's all you have to do is baby steps. And, uh, it, it, uh, it is pretty crazy. Cause I said that almost a year ago, like it has to have been like eight months by now where I, I came on here and I was like, I'm going to find a way I'm going to do it. And guess what? I, I found a way and I'm doing it right. I'm not giving up. I'm still pushing through. Like it is, it is painful guys. Like I, you know, every single paycheck I get, I'm like, all right, I got to pay my debts. And I just basically pay everything that's on my list of debts to pay back. All right. Every single penny. All right. And I, and I still pay myself, but I, you know, I should be, I should have a lot more money um, in my pocket than what I do because I did some stupid stuff along the way, some mistakes, which happened. And I'm like, all right, I got to pay my debts down. My debts are important. I got to pay back these people that I promised I'd pay back, right. For helping me or doing something for me. Right. So the point of the matter is don't give up. Every day is a new day. You'll reset. It'll, uh, you know, it literally does reset as she said to me. She's like, I don't, I don't need, um, a new life, a new, this, uh, every single day I wake up, it resets my day and that's an, and it's a fresh new start. And, um, it, it resonated with me a lot because, uh, you know, I, I was going through a lot of stuff at the time that she told me that. And I, and I didn't, I didn't, at the time when she told me, I, it, I didn't think of it as I am now where I'm telling you guys at the time I was just like, yeah, whatever, like whatever that means. Right. But, um, as time went on two, three years later and it hit me again in the car today, um, I understood exactly what she meant because I've gone through a lot of stuff. Okay. A lot of trauma, a lot of money issues, a lot of different things that I'm slowly overcoming because I have the mentality. I have the attitude to get through it. 
I have the, the will to push through the hard stuff. I have the will of um, anything's possible. I can get through it. And that all starts with the mindset. It all starts with what's inside your mind. That'll de- that, that will literally crush depression. That will literally crush people telling you you can't do anything. That'll literally crush your own self-doubt. That'll literally crush everything. People around you that are close to you that are telling you you can't do it. It all starts with a mindset. All right? That's what Goals and Updates is designed to do. It's going to design to help you create a more positive mindset to do anything you want to do. Literally anything you want to do that you can think of doing, you'll be able to do uh, with Goals and Updates. That's what, I'm, that's what these podcasts are designed to do. Make you think a little bit. Make you think outside the box. Make you not go with what everyone else wants you to do and start opening up the way you're thinking about things and not how everyone else wants you to think about things. Um, real quick before I go into Dundee Investments and wrap this up because I'm starving uh, and I got to eat some dinner. But um, uh, everyone is different. I want, uh, like, the reason I'm going to tell you this is because uh, I'm probably going to specialize in one of the episodes where I'm going to talk a lot about this. But everyone is different. You're not like everyone else. And the culture, like the left, uh, people that really want you to believe and fight for equality, right? We're not all the same. You, you, like society has played that role and has tried to uh, market that idea to you, and it's and it's not. Uh, we like the difference that I want to 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 pinpoint real quick because most people might think of it uh, in a completely different way than I'm thinking about it. Is uh, when I say that we're not all equal, I don't mean that we're not all people, right? Like everyone will agree slavery is wrong. Everyone, like everyone, like 95% of people in the United States and around the world will say slavery is wrong, right? The point that I'm trying to tell you is um, I might need different needs than my next door neighbor, my parents, my friends. I might need different things in order to get where I want to go. I am not the same as my sister. I am not the same as my parents. I am not the same as my neighbors. I am not the same as you that's watching. I am not the same as my friends and I am not the same as everyone else. If I was like everyone else, I'd be telling you to go watch the news. I'd be telling all all day, go watch the news. That's what I'd be telling you. If I was the same, I'd be going and telling you guys to go watch every single movie you possibly can and waste all your time. If I was everyone else, I would be telling you to work less, um, work less and uh, go party more. Um, And I'm not telling you guys to do that. I'm telling you guys to do the complete opposite. Work more when you're young and party less when you're young. Because the problem is people are partying too much. Uh, They're wasting a lot of fucking time. Uh, They're watching a lot of negative stuff in society, like the news, they're watching these movies where these actors are basically telling them what to do and they look up to these people and all the actors that are telling you the same thing over and over are doing the complete opposite of what they're telling you. 110%, they're doing the complete opposite of what they're preaching to you, all right? Um, Not every single one of them, but like 90% of them are doing the complete opposite of what they're preaching to you every single day. On a stage, when they win the Grammys, um, and it's all, it's all politically controlled and just letting you know that 
Uh, if you don't believe that, you know, it's on you. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, like I said, I'm not going to lie when on these podcasts, I'm not going to change myself uh, to adapt, um, adapt to what people want to hear. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's who I am. That's, you know, that's, that's completely who I am. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, the, um, the point that I'm trying to make on that statement is once you start thinking a certain type of way, when you change your mindset, when you start understanding that we're all not the same, you'll accept yourself more. You'll understand that every single day is a new day. You won't care what other people think about you. You'll do what you want to do, right? You'll push through the hard things. You'll not play the victim card. You'll basically go through life thinking differently outside the box than everyone else, and you'll succeed in life. You'll be that fives or the 6% and the 1%, and you'll be wealthy and you'll be successful. It's not about age. It's not about um, how old you are. It's not, I said that twice, but not about how old you are, not about what skin color you are, not about where you came from, if you're American or not American in the United States of America. Um, and nothing else will matter but you accepting yourself for who you are and not what everyone else wants you to be. That's, that's what goals and updates, the root of goals and updates is designed for. Um, and that's what this platform is all about. It's, it's, uh, it's basically going against the odds. It's basically, cause I'm telling you a lot of people on my friends list, probably they might agree with some of the stuff I say, but I'm sure 90% of the stuff that comes out of my mouth, they're probably not going to agree with me on. Um, why? Because, uh, they post, they, I've been on people's feeds before. Uh, um, I, yeah, I've been in discussions where I had tried to have a debate or something. It didn't work out. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore because, um, rather than basically, argue with people, which is a waste of time, I'd rather start making a difference. I'd rather start going down a different route than most people. Rather than posting stuff online about issues, I would rather start trying to help people out. Uh, it's, it's much more productive. Arguing with people back and forth on a Facebook feed and trying to basically uh, change people's mindsets by basically engaging in conversation is a waste of time. It doesn't work. It doesn't allow you to um, have discussion. It, it half-asses everything. And I stopped doing that. I said, it's not worth it anymore. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting this person's time. Um, we're just both getting heated. We're not, it's not, it's, we're not making progression on this. Um, so I decided to go and make my own podcast, which is Goals and Updates. Now, uh, eventually, I'm telling you, I'm going to have a political channel. Um, and hopefully that, that way, um, I'll try to do my best because, you know, it is hard on goals and updates because a lot of this stuff is kind of tied in, um, the mindset wise is tied in politically. I'm not going to lie to you. It is, it's, um, because whatever you believe in is who you become. So if you believe everyone is evil in the world, you believe everyone is racist in the world, you believe that, uh, everyone is created equal and you must do what everyone else is doing. You must follow society's rules in the sense of working a nine to five, um, going and not creating your own business, taking risks, uh, or not taking risks, um, keeping people around that are completely negative and no good. And they're dragging your self-esteem down and yourself down. Um, staying in a relationship that's, you know, is not good for you and is not going to work. And, um, because you're a man, you're supposed to suck it up and uh, deal with it type vibes. 
and uh, you're supposed to settle and not want more out of your life. Um, the, the, that's, that's where it gets, you know, that's where goals and updates becomes a little bit um, political. And that's why I want to create a different uh, platform for that, where goals and updates completely different. And then you have the political channel. Um, and, and obviously, I understand like people that probably, I don't know, people that might join goals and updates are not going to join that, that type of channel. That's why I want to separate it. But at the same time, um, uh, you know, I want that. I want that option. Now, real quick, I'm going to go into um, Dundeal Investments, and then we'll wrap this up. So, for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dundeal Investments, where the deal is already done. Now, how this business is designed to work is it's helping distressed sellers, meaning anyone that can't financially sustain their properties, and um, putting it with a investor who has the capital to help that distressed seller out and basically flip the house and put it on the market um, to get a profit for the investor, but also helping the seller save their credit, help them get out of the financial situation, have them walk away with cash in their pocket to go get another property that they can afford. Now, the big thing with this is... Uh, the people that this can help with, I'm just going to give you a couple of things, but this can help with anyone that wants to sell their house extremely fast for cash, um, for a cash offer. And then who it can help is um, people that are in pre-foreclosures, foreclosures with the bank. Maybe the bank just wants to get rid of the property. Um, you inherited a house from an elderly person and they didn't really keep up with the house. Um, you have to a uh, job transfer. You have to go to a whole nother state or maybe even another country and go work or, you know, whatever the case is for moving. And you don't have three weeks or four weeks to put it on the market to sell it. Um, this could work with people that are in very, very messy divorces and they don't want to wait and go through that long process of selling the house. They could just get a quick cash offer and sell it basically real fast. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that'll hit, you know, maybe you don't like dealing with real realtors because uh, they charge a lot of commission and you're just sick of, uh, they're not, they're not doing their job. Cause I've had a couple people that um, my parents have run into with realtors and they didn't do like jack shit. And then they got pissed because they, uh, they had to keep, you know, keep having these traffic go through the house that to keep uh, doing different things to get the house sold. And then they weren't getting what they wanted because the realtor wasn't that great. They weren't really keeping up with the, with the job. Now it's going to be, I'm going to go through the three step process with you. I call it the three step process to financial freedom uh, with done deal investments. The first step is you have to contact me. Now you're probably on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram right now. Cause um, I went over the time on Instagram, but if you go in the see more, I have all my contact information for Dundeal Investments. I have www.dundealinvestment.com. I have my email address, which is dundealinvestments at outlook.com. I have our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram up there. And I have my personal phone number. So you'll personally be directed to me, and I'll help you out that way. Um, which you can leave, you know, if I'm working a full-time job right now, so if I don't, you know, if you're calling me during like, uh, like the nine to six air, like time, I might not be able to answer it, but if you leave a voicemail and I have a breaker, a lunch, um, that's going on, I might be able to give you a call back real quick. Uh, other than that, it's, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you a call right after I get out of work, which is probably gonna be around like seven or, or eight. Um, unless it's on a weekend, weekends I'm off, I can take your call whenever, but We'll get to that point whenever we get to that point. Like if you if you really need to reach out to me now, 
Um, the second step is once we come, you know, once we uh, get into contact with each other or you contact me, I can then go into step two. Now, step two is designed to basically set up an appointment with you to come to your property and I'm going to take five pictures inside your house and five pictures outside your house. From there, um, I'm also going to come and figure out, you know, what's the estimate cost that it's going to take to put your house into, you know, mint condition for the investor. So if you have uh, your roof needs to be repaired, you have mold, you have any issues with your property, um, I'm going to write that down on the checklist. Now, from there, what's going to happen is I'm going to go home and we're going to go into step three. I'm going to run comps on the property of your neighborhood. I'm going to see the three closest houses to your property. And I'm going to see, um, you know, that's how I'm going to get the average cost for your house. From there, I'm just going to deduct the, it, you know, how much it's going to take the, inv the investor to basically put the house in a mint condition. And that's the price we're going to negotiate on. Now, from here, um, I'm going to give you a call. We'll negotiate, you know, the terms, the policies, the price. Uh, if you have to stay in the house for another couple of weeks to go and find another property, if you need a real estate agent, you need, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'll help you out. Uh, once we come to an agreement on the terms and the conditions and the price, we'll put it under contract. I'll have you sign it. I'll sign it. And then I'll get the investor to sign it that wants to be put on the deal. Now, the reason for the pictures and the reason for, um, you know, going to your house and checking to see what needs to be fixed in the house is so when I go and find a, a real estate investor, they don't have to, we don't have to have all these age, uh, real estate investors, I would say agent, it's not an agent, uh, real estate investor to your property. Now from there, what um, needs to happen is uh, once, you know, then the deal is basically done. Once I have the investor sign on, you sign on and I sign on and, or done deal investments, I should say, sign on. Uh, which, you know, obviously it's going to be my, my signature. But from there, how this works is the investor is going to take ownership of the property. He's going to invest money, make a profit on it um, to be able to put it on to the, the actual market. And then you're the seller, you the seller, I should say, are going to be able to walk away scot-free, no uh, financial burden on you. And then you're going to walk away with cash and I'll help you go and find something else. If you need a real, a real estate agent, you need an inspector, you need whatever. I got you. I'll help you out. Done deal investments is going to, is going to um, make a little bit of money on the deal for putting the deal together, helping you out and helping the investor make a little bit of money. They're going to give me a commission fee, which is the coolest part. You're not going to pay done deal investments. The investor will pay us uh, for a commission fee, which they call a finder's fee for putting the deal together and giving him an opportunity to make more money on the deal. Now, the cool thing about this is it helps the investor, it helps done deal investments, and it helps the seller out. And it, the big thing is it helps the seller out because obviously the investor um, is helping you out and I'm helping you out at the same time. But obviously the person that really needs the help is the seller because they're in some type of uh, financial situation they can't get out of. Now, from... From that, I'm going to tell you real quick what I want to do with Dundee Investments and give you a little update, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, what I want to do with Dundee Investments is I want to make it a one-stop shop. So when I get you out of that financial situation, we have the real the realtor. I have a realtor. Um, sorry, real real estate agent team. I don't know. I was trying to go with something else, but 
real estate agent team that can basically go and, and help you find another property within your budget. I can get you the financing. I can then have home inspections, um, be able to go and inspect your home. I want it to be all in one, a one-stop shop where it just, um, you go to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. You don't have to go and find five or six other uh, um, resources to get what you need to get done. Because buying a home is one of the most important things you'll do throughout your whole entire life. This is where you're living, first of all. And it's, you know, you, you're trying to make money on the home. And at the same time, you're, um, you got to make sure you're going into a good deal, right? So that's what I want to do with it is right now I'm working on putting home inspections with done deal investments. And right after the next two weeks, I'm going to try to enroll in a uh, home inspectors course where I'm going to learn about codes. I'm going to learn about how to do a home inspection. I'm going to learn everything it needs to be licensed with home inspections. And what I'm going to try to do is if you want a free home inspection, cause I'm going to start doing some free home inspections once I get licensed then normally a home inspection is normally 150 to $200. So I'm saving you a lot of money and I'm basically going to show you what you need to invest into the house, which is a big thing because a lot of people sink money into the home, which maybe they didn't need to go and replace that, that uh, water heater or the electrical box or X, Y, and Z. Maybe they just needed to do um, sink some money into the foundation of the house or, you know, fix the, the paint uh, paint job or, you know, something where it, it's a code violation, which you have to fix, right? Um, and I can actually tell you how long something's probably going to last for. Like if your water heater is like five years old, I'll be able to tell you like, all right, that brand normally lasts for X, Y, and Z years or X years, right? I don't know why I went X, Y, but X years. Now I'm going to do free home inspections when I first get this going with done deal investments. So if you want a free home inspection, reach out to me on any one of those platforms, the website, anything, and write me a comment saying that you want a free home inspection once I get licensed. It's probably not going to be for the next three months, maybe four months roughly, um, because I have to go through the process and I don't know how long it's going to take me to get licensed um, in order to be able to do that. And then I'm going to have to go and buy the equipment. So I don't know hundred percent all the equipment I need. I don't know how much it's going to cost me. So I have to get all that stuff situated. The big thing is I have to be licensed, obviously, first. That's the first step. I have to get licensed. So once I get licensed, I'll go through that list, that uh, the pre, like a pre-service list that I'm going to make uh, when you contact me, and you'll be put on it if you want a free home inspection. And I'll, I'll just start calling people from that list or reaching out to those people and be like, hey, you want a free home inspection? I'm going through the list. All I'm going to ask from you is just give me a good review, either on Google, Facebook. I might try to divide it between people. Um, if I have too many Facebook reviews and too many Google reviews and not enough on any one of those platforms. But uh, the whole point is to try to help me out a little bit for, for doing it for free for you because really they charge $150 to $200 per inspection and I'm going to do it for free for you. So all I'm going to expect in return is for you just to quickly go on your Facebook and just go to like Dundee Investments uh, LLC page and just give me a, you know, a good review or like, even if I did bad, you could still put a bad review. I don't know why you'd give me a bad review if I'm doing it for free um, and saving you 150 to $200. But uh, if you felt like the service wasn't good when I do it, uh, you can, you know, just put a review. That's all I'm asking for is a review. I'm not going to tell you to do a, a good review um, if it wasn't a good service because I want to, I want to enhance it for the next time I go and help someone else. or maybe I, I re-help you out uh, with something else. So, um, 
that's done deal investments LLC. That's the idea of it. You know, getting all those elements going to take some time. Um, but I'm trying to do things where, um, you know, I'm having, I can help, help people out with their, their properties in different ways with done deal investments LLC. So this has been episode 72 of goals and updates. I appreciate anyone that's watched this, came across it, did whatever with it, shared it, whatever you did, liked. Um, and I'll see you guys the, I'm probably not going to do one this week. It's probably going to be next week. So, um, I'll probably try for Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Um, I'll try to keep up on social media. I'm going to put some motivational videos up on Facebook and, uh, have a great day. Again, my name's Tyler Dunn with Dundeal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Peace.